Welcome back to What Are You Watching, Episode 6. Hello, welcome back to What Are You Watching, Episode 6. My name is Shania Twain. And I am Katie Couric. And this is NPR News. Thank you for joining us. Uh, absolutely not. Uh, I'm Danny the Wine Man. Once again, that is my name. Look at my birth certificate in Manorville Hospital in Long Island. The name is what? Hunter the Entertainer. Wait, we said that last time. Who cares? Let's kick it. We are tonight's entertainment. I'm not going to stop the wheel. I'm going to break the wheel. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. I'm all out of bubble. Duh. Alright. Hey, welcome back. Feels like we're just here. Thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers for getting this second video here on Thursday, our bonus content. Our yeah. two-day, two-video week. We've been getting so many donations. We're just so thankful. So we're doing two episodes this week. Um, just, just a big shout out to all those fans out there. Yeah, I just bought a Lambo yesterday with your money. Oh, early mic drop for Hunter. He's got the jank one. We all I do, know it. I do have the jank um, one. No, thank you for all our Patreon fans or whatever they're called. Yeah. And your donations. But honestly, you can Venmo us. We will take it. Seriously, it'll go towards production budgets. Yes, once again. Um, we didn't have many listeners to our last episode, so if you're back or you're a new listener, welcome. Um... On this podcast, we talk movies, TV, YouTube, and anything in between that you consume. We are the media consumers. That is our job. Um, so that's basically what this podcast is. Uh, we'll run through about like five segments every episode. We'll talk news uh, about what's going on in the movie industry, TVs, whatever, YouTube. And then we'll skip right into our segments. Yes. And one more thing. Uh, Epstein was murdered. Interesting. All right, to the news. He killed. You just said he killed himself. You are one. You do think Epstein killed himself? No, I think he was murdered. Because hmm. Epstein did. It, it says that he killed himself. No, I know. Like that's. But that's, you're the, you're the one who believes it. No. Okay. What am I a fool? <laughs> I don't know. I would take you for one. Hmm. Mm-hmm. My name is Doctor King Schultz. This is my horse Fritz. <laughs> All right. Um, first in the news uh, today, the uh, new Mulan trailer came out. Uh, we've only seen a teaser so far. Uh, this is Disney's third live-action remake of an no. animated movie. Beauty and the Beast. All right, four. Lady and the Tramp. Five. Mulan. Mm-hmm. Jungle Book. Lion King. Lion King. Aladdin. Six. Right, Aladdin too. Wow, they've been they've been cooking them out. Yeah, they have. I've like kinda, one a year, right? Yeah. Maybe two. Uh, but the yes, new Mulan. We've only seen a teaser trailer so far. Um, but the idea behind this movie is it's going to be a lot less based off the original animated movie. Yeah, it's more the uh, story of Mulan. I'm pretty sure it's like an ancient, like actual old story in old China or whatever. Um. But it's, it's it's more intense. It's going to be no music, no music from the. Uh, there might be a little bit of it, but no like real singing and all that from the original. It's going to be much more intense, and the trailer looked really good. It did. It looked like it's going to be kind of violent. No mm-hmm. lie, no lie. Some new characters too. That witch, 
wasn't a witch in the original Mulan, right? Because the guy, the the bad guy, I forget his name, but he just had that bird, mm-hmm. and now that bird turns into the witch. Okay. Yeah. A little I'm, tidbit. Who knows what's going to happen. True. But honestly, it gave that good look. Uh, and people, the main kind of complaint with, like, I know with Lion King especially, it was like, it's the same as the old movie. Why would I go see this new one? Uh, so I, this is the complete opposite. So you can't complain about that for Mulan. If you don't like it, you have to have a real reason, not some bullshit answer like that. Because um, honestly, I it, it was like that was what people said about Lion King, and I liked Lion King a lot. Yeah. And you got to respect what they did. Is like they really did keep the story the same mm-hmm. and made it into this like made it look like a documentary, made it look real. Yeah. And that was the idea behind it. But people were like it's the same thing. Why would I? S-? And it's just like they're missing the point. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't really miss the point on Mulan. Hopefully. Hopefully, as as long as Mushu is played by Eddie Murphy, <laughs> I can really care less about the rest. Can you of imagine it. if Eddie Murphy just pops up in this movie? Reprised his role as the famous kimono dragon Mushu. <laughs> it's just a bunch of Chinese actors and just Eddie Murphy in the background <laughs> saying some stupid shit. He was probably just so, so. Uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Everybody probably knew each other. That's doing this movie because I, I I recognized a couple of those actors that did uh I think like Ip Man, and uh, a couple other films together. And then it's just gonna be Eddie Murphy in the middle of the studio. I want him to dress up like the Nutty Professor too, <laughs> just Eddie Murphy in the back, which is a massive gut. Yeah, with the, <laughs> the, the, the triple chin. Yeah, uh, that would make Mulan honestly. I would. I would go see it strictly for the. You know what? Fuck, fuck the kimono dragon. Dragon. Let's just have Eddie Murphy in this movie. Just Eddie Murphy. As an Eddie Professor? Yeah. Well, yeah, I thought that was implied. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, but what do we say? This is going to be the sixth live-action remake? Yes, sir. Um, I've liked all of the ones Disney's done. Wait, so did far. they do Dumbo? Yeah. Yeah. Seven. With uh, Frank Reynolds in it. <laughs> right. Mr. Danny DeVito. Isn't he like the circus master? Yeah, I don't... It didn't get as good reviews as most of the other ones. I think that was the first one they did? Or no, was that no. after Jungle Book? Jungle... No. Jungle Book was definitely one, then Beauty and the Beast. Right. You're very correct. I love Beauty and the Beast. Same. That, um, was, that was Emma Watson did a really so good job. Oh, yeah, she did. And it looked good. Yeah. Josh Gad. Josh Gad, yeah. A.K.A. Hey, uh, um, Olaf. Who's Lumineer? Lumania, Ewan McGregor, Ewan aka McGregor. Uh, Obi-Wan S- Kenobi. So uncivilized. Obi-Wan! <laughs> Two pods in a row. Yeah. <laughs> Dexter Jester will be uh, named in all our pods. And by the way, we're back sipping the Joe if you yeah, want to hear it. It tastes so good. Too cream, too sugar. Hate it if you ain't it. <sighs> ASMR. Um, all right. Um, yeah. New Mulan trailer dropped. Excited to see it, honestly. Yeah, I might go see that in theaters. I'm pumped. I just fist pumped. You just missed it. I, I just, did. I fist pumped so fucking I hard. caught him on YouTube in his be- in his little bed, just fist pumping real hard. He <laughs> was aggressive. Uh, uh, I right. think I just pulled a ligament. Yeah. I don't know. Joint. I'm a little sore. My neck hurts. Sure, I need a masseuse. That'd be nice. Um, We could have Clark massages. Yeah, wow. But um, next in news... Uh, new Wonder Woman trailer drops Sunday. Today is Thursday. We're recording on Thursday. Today's Thursday. Today's Thursday. Losing track. Um, new Wonder Woman trailer drops for Wonder Woman 2 f- featuring Gal, Gal Gadot. Gadot? Goddard? You know, Goddard! <laughs> Goddard! Uh, that drops Sunday. And did you see the first one? I did. It's a rent for me. It's a rent. It's a. I've seen it once and I haven't seen it since. I okay. Was, I was a little, was a little underwhelmed by it. 
as I guess I was with that whole first DC wave. But mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm I'm hoping for the best for Wonder Woman too. It was definitely the best of all those DC movies at the time. Not counting Aquaman, right? I haven't seen Aquaman. Did you uh, like Aquaman? I thought Aquaman was the best out of all of them. People definitely liked it, yeah. People but Aquaman is the most recent, if yeah, I'm not wrong. Yeah. Right before that was Shazam. Oh right, uh, that got people love Shazam, uh-huh, didn't they? Uh-huh. They're coming out with the second yet. one of that too. Uh, Wonder Woman for me, I did like it a lot. But it was it was just kind of forgettable. Once again, just one of those, just another movie. There were just too many little things for me that was just like, come on, like really, come on. Just one of them to point out, like when all the German soldiers are rolling up on that island. You're telling me all these German soldiers are wearing the exact same outfit down to the perfect T. I'm just sitting there. I'm like, come on, that is so unrealistic. And it just seemed when they show the first overview of them all, there's like six or seven boats, but somehow like. 30 show up on shore it's just a never ending wave of some Game of Thrones shit World War 1 Germanics it's like the Dothraki ah the Dothraki they just keep coming and coming yeah but that's different like at least I do like the CGI shot of like what looks to be 30,000 Dothraki not six tugboats of World War 1 German soldiers that just got off the Bismarck it's just German engineering Ah. their outfits are perfect to a T I hate Volkswagen yeah Mm. they're fucked up there's a Mm. documentary I gotta watch about that their little emissions scandal. Volkswagen? Yeah. Huh. It was a big thing. They were like lying about their emissions and they were just fucking, their cars were just pumping out shit. I'm sure Leonardo DiCaprio is going to snap on that. No, he probably did find them. Bastards. Before the flood. Right. Imagine just sitting in your bed as a Volkswagen engineer, technician, and Leonardo DiCaprio just kicks open your door with a silence pistol. <laughs> just looks at you and goes, this is for the environment before the flood. Pop, double tap, pew, pew. Yeah, it's like Barry style. It's super oh, quiet. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Bar- Barry, I like the silencer on the pistol. Yeah. Who else uses a silencer in movies? James and Bond. <laughs> He's got the silence pistol. Assassin movies. Yeah, maybe just Barry. Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie from Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Okay. All time great movie. I would love to review that at some point. Okay. Add it to the list. Rack it up. I need the Joe to kick in. Yeah. It's what been else? a lot of studying for us. What is there? The YouTube Rewind, right? Yeah. That just dropped off. Spot up the Spotify year in review too. Yeah, well, that's yeah. I I do like those. I like that playlist. I like it in my like the top 100 songs from yeah. the year. Uh-huh. It's a nice, easy playlist to put on. It's funny to see like the trend of what you listen to. You know, if you dip in and out of music styles, like I started at rap, and then I was in country, then I was in like alternate rock, back in rap. Really interesting. Who was your top listen to artist? Uh, I think it was The Doors. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Dear God. Um, love me two time, baby. No, I love that. I do always enjoy that. Uh, but also in Rewind, coming in January, uh, YouTube Rewind just dropped their newest video for 2019. And 2018, I just learned this today, their 2018 uh, YouTube Rewind was the most disliked video of all time on YouTube. Why? People hated it. Why? Hated it. I watched it. It's kind of stupid as fuck. Hmm. Basically, they like they've done it for a couple of years. They do the same thing. They get like a bunch of creators together. And they kind of like try to pull out a skit type of thing that like they start on the Fortnite bus and then you know they drop out. It's just like ninjas on the bus. It's just it's it, just cheesy as all hell. Oh yeah, hmm. oh yeah. It's just stupid. Oh. So th- this year's video is like since we we know you hated our last video. Let's see what you liked. And literally the whole nine minutes of the video is like 
top five most liked YouTube videos, right. uh, uh, music videos, and like it just kind of goes through. Yeah. It's like well made, sure, yeah, but it's just a little uneventful. It's very feels like a VH1 top twenty kind of kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, but I Google does a year in review every year, like what you search, and they've been doing some twenty ten maybe. And for YouTube, I was kind of hoping maybe they'd do something of the century. Yeah. Like, how cool would oh, that be? Oh, that'd be, that'd be exciting. Like, think about YouTube in 2010, right? Like, how different was the landscape? Yeah, but a century's 100 years. I'm sorry. I didn't mean century. Decade. Ah. I was thinking, like, <laughs> hey, are there YouTube? Did they, did they pump out the internet back in the 1970s? What would YouTube be like back then? 19- oh, it'd be so funny. It'd be like silent movie movie pictures with the piano in the background. Like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-
what is blackjack apprenticeship you ask <laughs> what do you think it is it's basically a video with some dude that is really really good at counting cards and uh he gives like blackjack tutorial videos and whatnot but he also has videos of him counting cards at casinos and having pit bosses approach him and try to like back him off and be like yeah yeah you can't play here anymore or we'll take all your money or we'll have you thrown out that type of deal uh, it's pretty entertaining, I'm not going to lie, because he's sitting there, first couple of hands always, he'll play like $5 hands, and then in the fourth hand he'll be like, yeah, can I play three hands of a 1000 please? And the pit boss just walks over, he's like, what the fuck is going on? Immediate, immediate red flags. Yeah. Um, I, I got into this, I started watching a little bit of like World Series of Poker on No, YouTube. that's what I was about to say. Yeah, I was, I was, I've been watching you watch some poker, so assume that's what led you to that channel. Yeah, no, it did. And I'm glad I was there, because Lord knows I've lost my fair share in Blackjack at uh, Niagara Falls View Casino, so I gotta get better at that. Side note, though, one of his videos talks about how a lo- all the casinos in Vegas share, like, a surveillance database. Like, it's, like, state-of-the-art shit. I think it's old military surveillance stuff that they paid for, whoever was there. Probably Jimmy Hoffa, because he paid for all the financing in Vegas. But with union money, actually. Really? It's, yeah, it's pretty fucked up. But basically, everybody that walks into the casino and, like, all these, like, the MGM Grand, Caesars Palace, they can face recognize, like, they use face recognition, and they'll be like, oh, this is... You know, this is Hunter Andres. He's been at the casino four times. Known car, known, known card counter. That's legit. So the second they walk in, it's like a red flag. And and like if you get banned from a casino, and you walk in, even with like disguises and stuff, they can pull they pull you out instantly. They can instantly tell. That's dope. It's kind of fucked up though. I feel like I'm in like deep China. Yeah, but you gotta be careful in casinos. They have the power. True. You can really steal some money. Not like actually steal, but you could take some. You money. could yeah. You could hustle the hell out of them. I mean, at least it's not like casinos back in the day, as long as I know. You know, you don't walk in there, count cards, and they take you to the back room and, like, shoot you in the kneecaps. They'll probably rough you up a little if you're, like, a 12-time offender. They know you're just a degenerate gambler, but, yeah. And then, no, they're going to rough you up a little bit. What's the channel called again? Right, yeah. Blackjack Apprenticeship. If you want to be an apprentice in Blackjack, subscribe to Blackjack Apprenticeship. (laughs) Rayman practically, Rayman did do it. Rayman and Zach Galifianakis, a.k.a. Alan Gamble. Alan Gamble bankrupt the shit to that. I, Hangover is honestly like it's an all time comedy movie. All time. It's so funny. All time. It's so funny. You get Mike Tyson and his tiger. Get the fuck, baby Carlos. Just Galifianakis. Mr. Chow. Peak. Black <laughs> Doug. Black Doug. No, this is Zach Galifianakis on the upcoming. I, I think. I Did think it? that's his best movie I've ever seen him in. Really? Then I guess you've never seen Due Date with Robert Downey Jr. Oh, that's my favorite Zach Galifianakis movie yeah. of all time. We're getting off topic, though. What do you got in the channel of the week? That's fine. Is oh, it? What's that movie called? Due Date. Due Date with Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey when Jr. Jr. Zach Galifianakis. Hangover was 2009. I want to say 2012. Okay. I think the... When, when, when did they make Iron Man? 2010. I'm going to go with 2012 on Due Date. For some reason, I feel like that's correct. Maybe Iron Man was 2008. I don't know. Okay. I have no clue. Sure. All right, maybe I'll give that movie a watch. It's so funny. I'll watch it with you. Galifianakis. Uh, all right. Um, my YouTube channel of the week. Uh, sorry. Excuse you. I was burping last podcast. Yeah, you were. You're a little gassy. Mm-hmm. Uh, another high subscriber count, Mark Rober. Uh, some of the kids who listen, definitely younger people probably know him. All right. He's got this type of videos that might just pop up in your home screen and, like, have really clickbaity sounding shit, but, like, you wouldn't believe it. Like, I filled a pull-up with Jell-O. 
but he does like this dude's like a legit he used to be like an engineer and he's kind of a genius like, like he is a genius and like he just has a mind of a kid and thinks of all these stupid ideas but has the following and like the money to do it and pulls it off like he literally filled up a pool with jello and it's so cool and like fills up a hot tub makes like a hot tub of liquid sand and like he just go it's he does all this awesome stuff this isn't the guy that drops like anvils from like 30 story cranes onto like bowling balls and shit right no because i think i've seen a video where like he he could have fills pools with jet like a video where, I, I don't know i don't know i might be spitballing here no he just does awesome stuff there's like a video where someone kept stealing his packages or like in the neighborhood it was like stealing packages off their porch so he made a package that when you open it like a glitter, i have seen that glitter bomb yeah. comes out and he like built yeah. this sweet thing and got the camera in there to work and it was like <laughs> and i've like, seen it yeah he's cool he's got a lot of good videos um Mark Rober, genius engineer, mind of a kid. Really good YouTube channel yeah. to watch. It's got a lot of good videos. Yeah. Got a lot of good videos. First you had my curiosity, now you have my attention. Yeah. yeah. There I go. Thank my you. recommendation worked with Hunter. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> I think that about wraps it up for your uh, YouTube channel of the week, huh? I think so. So where are we now? I always get lost. That's the problem. I think we're at... Well, whatever's after one is the second segment, right? So it has to be segment two. Yeah. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Slap. Do the viewers think we're funny? Comment below. Yeah, right. I don't know. Like, do you enjoy? Do you enjoy it? Are we funny? I don't know. I feel like we don't crack too many jokes. Should we just start being like really sporadic? (laughs) What can go? What can go? You're like Shimona. (laughs) (laughs) You're just like D. No, the I'm joke's funny. on you, D. <laughs> no, you literally just said you want to be sporadic. You just made like eight different sounds. You're sweet, D. I do like the Michael Jackson. Yee-hee! Shimona! <laughs> Poor Thomas, his ears. Yeah, right. Tragic. I wonder if Thomas really does listen to us anymore. You too, Thomas. Comment below, Thomas. You know who you are. It'd be an honor. Yeah. All right, my stream of the week. We're going to Netflix this week. Oh, again, Netflix, the content kings. All they have is mad content. Uh, I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. Oh, so fucking funny. I can't believe we haven't covered that yet. Yeah, uh, so I think you should leave. Fuck you, Bart Harley Jarvis! <laughs> I think you should leave is a uh, sketch comedy show. Like, like if you've ever watched Key and Peele, some of that, the episode will consist of five different skits. Um, by this old SNL writer, he used to not. He's not old. He was an old SNL writer uh, named Tim Robinson, and he's nuts. This is the most outrageous comedy ever. If you like Key and Peele, this shit is so much more out of pocket. This is Ken, you just wouldn't expect the skit. It's just absurd, absurd, comedy. absurd. But it is it is absolutely hilarious. And Tim Robinson, the way he acts, I think is so funny. <laughs> Uh, he just like has this like crazy energy. Has that ever happened to you? And like he's nuts. And the skits are so iconic, oh, so yeah. quotable. Oh yeah, so quotable. <laughs> and they say it's turbo time, and don't let you join in. Has that ever happened to you? I'll never forget the one where he poop or where he was. What is it? He pooped and gave him a receipt, and he um, got a he got a mud pie. You no, know, he the made receipt. a mud pie. Yeah, he made a mud pie. <laughs> I can kind of explain this. Just eat the fuck. Receipt. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. He doesn't touch the receipt. <laughs> What's his name in that skit when he Lev. dies? Lev. Lev. And uh, the other guy in it is, is it is uh, Glenn from The Walking Dead. Yeah. 
He's the one who makes the mud pie. God, I can't think of his name. But yeah, yeah, he's in that. That's funny. And your wife kissed me on the cheek. <laughs> no, like, I, actually, I really do recommend this. Um, It's really good. Going to go in the bed, Netflix. You throw it on. They're pretty short. Maybe one episode, probably 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, a couple skits. So funny. Really good. Just, like, mindless. Um, and then it's mindless the first time. Then the second time, you're like, whoa, I'm going to show my friends this. Yeah. And then the third time, you're all in the room screaming, fuck you, Bart Harley yeah, Jarvis. Yeah, you're just dropping quotes every other minute. It. It's a stepbrother of television shows. Yeah. Pancaked by a drunk t- dump truck driver. <laughs> Tammy Lee Flubbins. <laughs> funny. Funny. All yeah. right, yeah, I think you should leave a Tim Robinson on Netflix streaming now. I really do recommend this. All right. Um... I'm also flying out to Netflix for this week's stream of the week. What what airline? JetBlue. Mm. I've only flown JetBlue once in my life, and okay. it was the first time I ever flew, and it was the best experience still to this day. It was I think it was the only plane I've been on that had like TVs on it, because now we just fly like those little like Allegiant Airlines oh. or stuff like yeah, you know, just to get from point A to no luxury, Spirit, no. no yeah, no luxury. I'm a Southwest family. Sure, We're Southwest sure. Family. I've never, I've never flown Southwest. Oh, it's nice. I see the blue and red, and I always say that could be me one day. But bags fly free. It is. Do they? Yeah. Oh yeah. Southwest. Oh. Oh yeah. Come on. Jeez, that's huh? a that's a good little promotion. Yeah. Right. It's not a bad airline at all. No, not at all. Anyways, I just flew uh, Allegiant JetBlue to <laughs> Netflix. Uh, documentary this week we have The Devil Next Door. Bum, bum. I believe it's a little five-part mini or five-part five-part documentary, about an hour a piece, a little bit over that, and it follows the story in uh, I want to say the 1970s about this guy named John Dimanyuk. He is a Ukrainian immigrant, and he basically is accused of being um, the Nazi guard Ivan the Terrible, who um, like the infamous guy that was in charge of the gas chambers at Treblinka which was a death camp in Poland. And basically this entire, it's like a people versus OJ Simpson type deal, except it's a documentary, not like with actors. And it's basically, he said, she said between like John D. Manuk and his family and a bunch of like American supporters versus like all the, like they fly him out to Israel for the trial. It's, it's back and forth. It's really intense and they have all this evidence and then they have all this fake evidence. Like it's really interesting. And it's, it's crazy because he li- he lived in Cleveland for like 25 years. He worked at a Ford factory. Everybody that knew him, I'm not going to spoil anything, but everybody that knew him said he would, you know, he's definitely not that guy. And people that were in that death camp that survivor, like it's definitely that guy. It's back and forth. You should really watch it. Um, it's intense. What year does this like trial take place? In the seventies. Okay. In the seventies, seventies or eighties. Interesting. Yep. They, they it's the trials in Israel. Well, like, yeah. Cause they, like you find out in the first 20 minutes, like they, they expedite him. Like they take away his citizenship. Because, like, you know, if you're the U.S. government, you know, you yeah. can't just push that under the rug. No, no. It became <laughs> such a huge story so quickly because, like, I, th- I think the people that found him, it was, like, the Israeli task force that was sent out in finding, like, Nazi Nazi war criminals. You ever watch the movie Munich? I've not. Daniel Craig, Eric Bana. Oh, it's so good. You should watch that. But, yeah, it's kind of, it's it's that type of, that type of jive. You buying that movie or what? Oh, uh, Munich? Uh-huh. Oh, I'm buying the fuck out of it. It's awesome. It's um except they're not Nazi hunters in that movie. It's after the uh, the Greek games in 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 Germany in Munich actually I think or Berlin in the seventies like after all that stuff with World War Two cle- cleared up and everything or the eighties maybe God I'm losing it and basically it was uh, when the Palestinians took the entire Israeli wrestling team um, hostage 
and like started killing them and stuff. It was it's really intense. And they uh, basically like ten years after the fact or a couple years after the fact, they assemble a task force to find all the people that planned the kidnapping and like to kill him or bring him to justice. Mm-hmm. You should cool. watch it. I'm buying the fuck out of it. Interesting. Stream of the week. Name it again. Uh, Devil. The Devil Next Door. Streaming now on Netflix. Exclusively on Netflix. Exclusively. Mm-hmm. I think I think you should leave exclusive too. I think it's like a Netflix main show. Yeah, you could probably write at that shit though. Not like we're advising you to Reddit that or stream it. Okay, I was like, how about what is what right, does Reddit yeah. that mean? Right. Um, oh, I got something for the fans. My friend showed me this. Uh, I think you should leave. There's a uh, a Twitter account that's literally dedicated just to NBA. Uh, NBA. I think you should leave memes. It's a full Twitter account that literally is posting content all the time. It's hilarious. It just uses I think you should leave memes for the NBA, and it is so funny because those like you know it. You know yeah. how quotable it is. Yeah. It's a very memeable show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very funny account. I'll check it out. Carrying on? Yeah, carrying on. My coffee got cold. I'm at the very last two sips, but it's cold. Yeah, I ran out like 10 minutes ago. Ah, interesting. Mm. I had a headache this morning. It's kind so of coming I, back. It, mine's gone now. Something this in the air. This is three ibuprofens. It's, it's winter is here. 200 milligrams. Yeah, winter is here. Santa Fest this weekend. I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a reindeer onesie. It's my uh, go-to Santa Fest outfit every year. Nice. Super comfortable. Keeps it nice and warm. It too. does. It does on these cold weekends. Very nice. All right, carrying on. Yep. All right, this might get bloody. Section segment three. Oysters, clams, and cockles. <laughs> oysters, <laughs> clams, and cockles. And there were three words there other than and. It was oysters, clams, cockles. Three segment three. Yes. Game of Thrones season eight thoughts. Um, I know it's December, whatever it is today. Um, Game of Thrones finished a while ago, but we weren't podcasting back then. We were uh, young. We were naive. Oh, so foolish. So jello-minded. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Simpletons. Uh-huh. Laymen. We were laymen. Common folks, some yeah. would say. Mm-hmm. Jesters. Yeah. Whatever you want to call us. All that the was above. Us. Um, here we are now. Uh, me and Hunter are big Game of Thrones fans. Uh, Hunter and I. Yeah, same thing. In the end of the day. At the end of the day. <laughs> uh, and... Season 8 was Season 8. Uh, everyone has their thoughts on it. I'm assuming people watched it. If you didn't, spoilers, I guess. Fuck you if you haven't watched it and you're listening to us. Yeah. Um, but I don't know where to start on this. Um, I think you you want to start? Yeah, I got a little thing that I just want to start out with. I think Season 8 was a season for the fans, more or less. Like, as in, they created it not off the premise of their old season, but just kind of to pay homage to all the characters and whatnot and do their diligence to it, though it was rushed and poorly finished, not drastically horribly finished, but poorly finished. Like, you know, for example, you know, episode two, basically it was just all the characters reminiscing on seven seasons of, you know, rolling around together, you know, that type of deal. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't have a, it had a different feel from the other seasons, definitely. It felt more like a TV show. Yeah, that's what I always like to say. Season 8 for the first time. Game of Thrones to me never felt like a TV show. There was never good guys and bad guys. And never what you expect to happen was going to happen. Like it was it was defied expectations throughout uh, 6 to 7 seasons. Um, it defied expectations always. And this season came in and like from the start something was off. Felt like a TV show. I remember looking at you right at the end of episode... Sorry to cut you off there, but right at the end of episode 1 I was like, wow, that just... 
that felt different. Like uh-huh. it just felt the dialogue. Uh-huh. Just I don't know. It just you could tell from the very beginning. And don't get me wrong, I loved it. You know, I love Game of Thrones. I you know I'm gonna appreciate I'm gonna appreciate season eight for what it was. I'm not gonna knock it. Sure, I could have thought it would have been be- could have been better, but you know it was still it was still great. It's still you know yeah still Game of Thrones. Uh, no, we're not like hating on it. We're not knocking it. This is just we're gonna be critical. Yeah. Uh, I hate I hated the hate on Game of Thrones. Yeah, I that hate, was it got so trendy. Fucking so annoying. Jesus it Christ, it got so trendy. Uh, but my I'll finish my thought. Um, it felt like a TV show for the first time ever. Uh, the characters felt out of context. Yeah. Um, and honestly, it was rushed. Like, everyone knows it was rushed. This season would have been much better if it was fully 10 episodes and so was season seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, take it as you will. I hated people who were saying, like, the character arcs were off. Like, one, stop saying that just because you know what the word is. Two, we just, like, missed a step in the end, right? The writers, D&D, knew the end, and they had to work backwards, right? They so just, it's like they had to fill in their own gaps, and they did a shitty job. They it. hopscotched. Time mm-hmm. moved really fast in season eight. Oh, yeah. Moved really fast. There oh, was yeah. no build-up episodes. I mean, episodes one and two were build-up uh-huh. just because there was no action. It was pretty much all dialogue, and then it was just battle, and then next episode was you know, however long it was, two months later, and they're already in King's Landing or something like yeah. that. You know, they really progressed. Uh, my brother said this. I really like this. What if season seven was ten episodes, and they just put episode one, two, and three in season eight onto season seven? So season seven ends with the long night. Perfect. It cuts off the White Walkers. Now we go into the final season, knowing the White Walkers are done. And instead, like that was the promise. People thought like White Walkers all the way, but they were done mm-hmm. in episode three. Mm-hmm. So if you cut that off in season seven, and we have a full ten episodes in season eight to work with, the King uh, King's Landing issue, I think solved. It, it would have been the whole season. It would have been all the all the build up to oh, that. Yeah. Wow, that I've never. That's a great yeah. Tim. If you're listening, that was that's cool. Yeah, that's a cool that's a cool little uh, thought there. I uh, before it came out, I remember we were talking about. What if it was just one long season? Like, we were thinking, like, oh, how are they going to split? How are they going to just going to make a whole other season six episodes? And we were like, oh, like, what if this was their plan the whole time to just have one mega season? Yeah. Don't think it turned out to be like that. Mm-mm. Could have been cool, but wasn't. Damn uh, you, DB and David. I have one more th- one more thing, big thing on season eight. Uh, what I am happy about season eight is, like, season eight is now better for me than while watching it than it was no season eight now is better for me than it was when i was watching it because during the time not knowing the ending kind of made it hard to understand it knowing the ending and now watching season eight i think i will enjoy it so much more it was the most beautiful looking season oh it was great by far oh my god they Uh, you know maybe the writing was off maybe the plot a little bit, but it was fucking gorgeous. Oh, huge! Oh, it felt sets. so real. Huge special effects. So real. It was sick. And like when you rewatch the show from the start now, knowing from episode one that Bran's gonna be king, you get to rewatch it in such a different mindset. And I love rewatching Game of Thrones because oh. you will pick up on everything. And now that we know the ending, we're gonna pick up on a lot. Oh yeah, this this will be my third rewatch, I think, or fourth rewatch. I'm gonna plan on doing it next semester in the spring. 
fucking pumped for it. Mm-hmm. Fucking pumped. You pick up on the coolest little shit. You like do. if you if you're a Game of Thrones fan, you've only watched once. You need you need you need you need to watch twice. Oh, you just make all these connections. You know so many names, so many places, so many things that happen later. Like season one is so cool. Season two is fucking awesome. Yeah. Coming back and watching. Oh yeah, it's really absolutely. Dope. Um, I tell you one one thing I did really like too. Um. Even though it was, I felt it was a little cheesy and out of place. But the episode two, you know, Podrick's song, the whole coming together of it all, like it, it really was. That was a beautiful scene. You know, that it's whole powerful. what was it called? Um, a night in the seven. No. Because they, because they. The episode name or the song? The episode name. Because uh, they knighted Brienne of Tarth, a night of the seven, or something sure. like that. Whatever. Well, that, that something like that. I don't know. But I, I love that. I love that little all of them in the room and he's singing and it's going through all of them because the next episode ended up being, you know, the battle the battle of Winterfell. So it's just everybody preparing for war. And right at the end, it's just the ultimate cliffhanger. You know, the last 30 seconds, Jon Snow gets on the wall and it's like, they're here, yeah. they're coming. Like all the horns are blowing. It's, oh, that part is so cool. Man. A Night of the Seven Kingdoms. A Night of the Seven, I was close. Night of the Seven Kingdoms. Night of the Seven Kingdoms. Uh, I yeah. was like two words off. When Brienne gets knighted, that's a really cool scene. Mm-hmm. I like that. Episode two is probably one of my favorites this Oh, season. yeah. Oh, yeah. Only if, I wish people died in episode three with the way they made it look in episode two. Yeah. Yeah. I will, I will knock them for that, that every single main character ever, for the most part, made it out there. With you the just, exception of, like, Jorah. But, they were all side characters. You, yeah. You, like, you really... That's what Game of Thrones always felt like. Anyone could die, right? Rob Stark, to uh-huh. me, was the main character at that point, but he died. And Ned Stark, to me, was the main... I thought Obviously, he was going to be in the yeah. show till the end. Uh, that was mind-blown, right? So, when it came to season eight, everyone kind of had this plot armor. You're like, Jon Snow can't die here. And when he was surrounded by 100 White Walkers, he didn't die. And when they cut back to the scene, they were all just gone. I'm not going to hate on them for that, but it's just like... It, you just knew they weren't gonna die, mm-hmm. and it lost that it lost that edge of your seat feel. Every, everyone was waiting for like the first main character, like like uh, Sam Tarly. Sam Tarly's on the ground, rolling with thirty White Walkers all over him. And he's Multiple just yelling times. for help, and Multiple you're telling times. me he's not getting shanked once. And then fucking on, the guy's a bitch. He can't fight. And then, Love you though, Sam. And then Ed from the Night's Watch turns, tries to help Sam get stabbed in the back. Like of the head. what like, the fuck? Like, it just it was off. Some things were off. Definitely things were off. They miss George. They miss George. They miss George. But like we said, we do love the season. Like uh, the bells or whatever, episode five. Mm -hmm. That was intense. Love it for that was one of the coolest. That was one of the coolest episodes in TV. The whole blowing up of King's Landing and the goddamn slaughter in the streets. And I thought it was kind of cool. I would have liked to see a battle, but I I thought it was kind of Game of Thrones. How they bring in the whole Golden Company and they talk it up and they talk it up and you're like, let's get it. And then they just evaporate. Oh, I didn't. Happy. I didn't mind that. No, yeah. no, I thought it was so cool. Yeah, like the bells are ringing at Daenerys. It's just like let's fuck it up. The Clegane Bowl. Awesome, awesome, awesome fight. And they died just how they came in together. Yeah, in the fire. In the fire. The fire rises. <laughs> the fire rises, brother. Uh, why can't I think of that maester's name? Lewin. No, 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 no. In King's Landing. Pycelle. Cersei's, Cersei's side Mr. guy. Mr. Pycelle. No, bro. In the last season. Oh, oh. Kyburn. Oh. Mantis Toboggan? Yeah, Dr. Mantis Toboggan. My bad. It's Kyburn. Um, yeah. He dies right before that battle. Yeah. He just gets his head smashed on the rock. By by his... by his. Uh, yeah, his own monster. His Frankenstein. Yeah. His, his monster, I mean, because he was Frankenstein. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, I, I, everyone has their own opinions about Game of Thrones. Uh, people are way too opinion and way too, like I, people are too much of haters on it. It's <sighs> not that bad. Nothing, you know, you said it before, but nothing pissed me off more than seeing like s- this girl or something or this guy that I know just started watching it two months ago saying they'd got the whole character arc wrong. First off, I'm going to say I think they got the character arcs right. This was what it was on pace for the entire show, uh-huh. especially with Daenerys. I mean, Absolutely. if you say that she wasn't going mad the whole time, and this is totally my opinion, you know, you can have yours. If you can if you can look me in the eyes and say that she didn't lose any kind of sanity over the arc of the entire show, you're fucking nuts. Like, I feel like this was a buildup. But anyways, seeing this person that had been watching the show for two months is tweeting every Sunday and saying that's bullshit and just hopping on the wave all for an ounce of clout, all that for an ounce of clout. All that. And then, you know, I'll text that person and think, what do you think about that episode? And they say, oh, it was kind of slow. It was just a lot of talking. I was on my phone a lot. I'm looking at you and I'm saying, fuck you. You're a piece of shit for that. A lot of fake fans. A lot of there's, fake there's fans. There's definitely levels to fans. Yeah. Um, I just thought of a good analogy in my head. Okay. Um, so Game of Thrones, every season has been one step at a time. Imagine you're going up a staircase. Once, first step, second step, third step, fourth step. And then when they got to the top, they jumped over three steps. Yeah. And they just jumped to the top. They just hurtled right, right there. We missed. We missed. We, we were missing six episodes. That's it. That's it. There's nothing else to it. Like, I mean, that, in theory, I, I guess we are missing nine episodes. I feel yeah, sure, but I I, I feel like that's just a fact. Oh yeah, they no, just they jumped to it missed, real quick. Yeah. They came to the conclusion right like that, like like Jon Snow just has a beard, right? Like they just skip it. Daenerys like, lands in Westeros, season seven. For her to get to King's Landing, and like for us to get the Game of Thrones, the winner, the Iron Throne, I I think we should have probably had a ninth season. Like I I, I don't know. I respect it being done. The actors wanted to move on. Producers wanted to move on. That's a long time to be on the show. Yeah, I get it. I completely get it. Um, it it's gonna. It's an all time season. It's still gonna win a fuck ton of awards. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You better bet. Peter Dinklage sh- is winning best supporting actor. Or probably best that best actor. I, want, I don't like know that. if he can be considered. I don't know how they consider uh, the actors in that. I don't know. I don't know if they announced what they're up for yet. Right. They might have. I think they did. Um. I don't know how they do. No, there's no main character in Game of Thrones. True. I've always loved that. True. And I want actually final my final thing on season eight. I loved how almost every character's story ended. I, I loved all the deaths in uh, the Long Night. I loved how Jorah died. Oh. I loved how Theon died. Oh. That scene was awesome. You throw that slow-mo. music in there, oh. slow mo, all the white, especially after that stand they put up around the Weirwood tree, just. Those like thirty Ironborn just protecting Bran. Oh, that was, yeah, he deserved it. They that like fuck you if you say the character arc's wrong. Like that was amazing. Like Theon's yeah. that's his redemption moment. He's like I can die like I can die in peace now in a way. I, I mean it wasn't really in peace. It was pretty violent. Yeah, he I mean, got stabbed in the stomach. But I mean he you know he built right himself away. up from a brother to just the ultimate backstabber, the ultimate the ultimate heartbreaker, the Anakin to the Obi Wan. And then he just builds himself back up to this, you know, shred of what he was just trying to earn this respect back. And he did get it. What did Bran say to him right before he died? Uh, oh, fuck. I gotta rewatch. Um, yeah. He was just like, it's okay. You're a good man. Yep, you're a good you're man. You're a good man, man, Theon. Yep. And then he just looks at him and turns around and just grabs the spear and starts running. Oh, and he just gets put down so quickly. <laughs> yeah. Throat grab, stab through the throat. Just snaps yep. the spear. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I would have liked to see the Night King fight. I would have liked to see him fight with that big sword on his back, but hey, we get what we got. What we got? I would. I remember not the Dance of Dragons. Um, I want to say, 
freshman or sophomore year of high school after I watched all the first three seasons in like a week and a half. I had this dream that the Night King and Jon Snow were going to fight on top of the wall, like a one-on-one duel. And I just always thought it was going to end up like that. It didn't, like, it was like, you know, one of those, maybe I was telling the future and I always remembered it. Didn't happen. Didn't happen at all, but that would have been cool. I think I loved our hype up for season eight. Me and you, we were just like, oh, so excited. Oh. We were always saying, like, what's going to happen? We were just talking. Oh, man, for hours. I mean, the we probably sat in this room four nights a week smoking pot watching because i mean that was during our game of thrones we watched mom, too. mom we don't we don't do that should i have not said that that's no, fine pop rocks smoking pop rocks <laughs> yeah which that might sound worse I don't know. <laughs> but uh that we was... smoke everything we can get our hands on. <laughs> can you hand me that ammonia <laughs> ammonium ammon- inhalant ammonium inhalant but i mean leading up to season eight we, we started that we started our game of thrones rewatch yeah. and you know we were just getting pumped for it pumped Oh my God! Did you? I just remember when you first got that. Ch- ch- oh, we I, had like seven or eight kids in the basement. Yeah. Beautiful TV, lights off. Put in the house chat. Nobody come downstairs. Let's fucking go. You get the opening scene, the opening crawl. Oh. I watched oh my so God. much YouTube. Alt so Shift much Alt Shift X. Oh my I watched God. so. I knew so much. Oh, so well rounded. Right, and it, it came to the point where we finished our rewatch, and we're just watching. Everything Game of Thrones, like clips you consume clips. thousands of theories. And... Oh, so much YouTube, old clips, everything, everything. Oh my God. I've said this in an old podcast. Uh, season eight, there is YouTube videos of the season, like clips, like they always have on YouTube of fights, battles, whatever, and like this ultra, uh, ultra HD 4K looks beautiful. Looks beautiful. Really should watch it. Um, right. anything else on season eight? Um, I liked it. I'm not gonna say don't like it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm a man. I'm a man of the faith. I've been on the Game of Thrones train for since ninth grade, since season three. Uh, you know, I love it. I'm gonna. I respect what they did. It's Game of Thrones. You know. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Final thoughts. Um. I, I like the season. Yeah. It wasn't my favorite season. No. no. I actually really loved the finale. Yeah. It was a really good episode. Yeah. I stemmed and paced a lot after it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was. I was really worked up. Mm-hmm. It's cool, um, and it's over. It's over, and it is what it is. So take it how you will. Don't until the prequels. Yeah, we get <laughs> we're getting a prequel. Can't believe they canceled that one. That's such bullshit. I know, but like right after they canceled the one, they just started. They like fully announced the other one. Yeah. So we get the Targaryens. Uh, um, as my good uh, good friend Sir uh, Arthur Dane. Hey, guest caller. It's Timothy. What's up, man? Hey. Um, weird question. So, like, I'm getting ornaments from mom and dad. Like, what do you think is a good ornament, mom? In Disney? Yeah. Like, uh, a, a good idea. Huh, a bunch of those Coca-Cola bottles and, like, string them up. Hunter says a bunch of Coca-Cola bottles like and string them up. Like the Star Wars ones, the Smart. ones that look like Christmas okay, trees yeah, or I'm pirate grenades. A monorail one? I like that. That's, like, a good idea, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's kind of hard off the top of my head. Uh yeah. But like, what's like an idea? Like, like, what does mom like Disney? Like, and then I can like go off that theme. You know? <sighs> yeah. Uh, she likes everything. I, I... I know, I know, I know. There's not something specific, right? No, not that I can think of. I'm sorry, I'm no help. But no help. You're zero help. Disney, if you're like, what's her favorite movie? Do you know her favorite movie? <sighs> 
Or should I just get like a nice like mini one or a Mickey one or something like that? Like just a classic. No, she probably like one of the classics, and she likes. I feel like she likes all the older movies that were like early two thousands. Yeah, she, she likes know. the classic stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, right, but, I'll get a classic. By the way, you're on the you're on the podcast right now. If you want to say hi first. Uh, oh, I'm on the podcast. Oh, um, Hunter, I'm really disrespectful. You didn't give me the shout out last podcast. I just listened this morning, but your impersonations have been just on on tap. Uh, the Dexter Jester is always very good. So <laughs> keep on the guys. We salute. We actually just mentioned him this episode again. <laughs> Dexter. Yeah, we're gonna mention him every oh, episode, fun. I guess. I think you should. I you should just be dropped in every episode. Oh, we are. We're, we'll slide it in there really subtly, but not subtly. <laughs> Good, good. And uh, you guys did a good job with Peaky Bonders. I was very happy with the wrap-up. Oh, awesome. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it was a great, great job. Uh, yeah, we just talked okay. Season 8 Game of Thrones, and we gave you a shout-out, so. Oh, lovely. Make I sure to listen to the new episode. All right, I'll talk to you later. All right, see ya, bye. See you guys. All right, that was a good guest caller. Yeah, no, I enjoyed that. It was nice and frivolous. <laughs> My mom just texted me, just listen to your podcast, How Much Coffee is Too Much. While we decorated for Christmas, you were very entertaining. Thanks for the shout-out, and yes... We did make it to the end. All right. <laughs> All right, Alan. There you go, Mom. Come on, Eileen. Uh, we just talked about uh, illegal substances, Mom, so if you make it to the end, that was just a joke. Maybe just, like, bleep it out. Don't listen. To, we'll, we'll put in the comments, Mom, don't listen from this time period to this time period. Oh, Also, I'll give a shout-out to my mom. She just made a new logo, um, which is Yes, Chris. Awesome. Everyone Great loves drawing it. skills. Free-handed, no less. Yeah. Straight Van Gogh. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very excited for the new logo. As am I. That's so weird. As am I. All right. The family's listening to the podcast. Yeah. We got heads. All right. Uh, that's it for season eight, Game of Thrones. Watch the show. If you haven't watched the show, oh, my God, just watch the show. There's no more excuses. You have to watch yeah, it. Yeah, or else you really are a pansy. Yeah. Shout out to Rachel Kiefer, by the way. I forced her to watch the first two seasons, and she just started watching it all on her own. Really fucked with it. We watched a couple episodes of season eight together. She likes it a lot. She's excited for the prequels. Cool. This Miss Kiefer. Yeah. All right, carry on. Yeah, yeah, number cuatro, huh? Ah, cuatro, cuatro. All right, they say, let's pound it. All right, well, this is like our least uh, structured segment because we potted two days ago. Uh, I just said, what makes YouTube so special to you? Like, the YouTube Rewind kind of reminded me of, like, that YouTube's huge. So, like, what, why is it so, like, why do you love YouTube? Because, like, we both, you really got me on the hook freshman year. Like, what, what is it, what is it about YouTube for you? Everything, man. I mean, <laughs> wow, that was so fucking broad. No, it's hey, it's everything. <laughs> um, I just think there's videos for anything in the world, for anyone, anything that you could possibly want to watch or interested in. You know, if you want to find out how to turn a tea kettle into a pipe bomb, it's there. You know, it's it's, it's there. there. It's somewhere. And like, you know, there's just you get down so much rabbit holes, and I feel like you learn so much information too. You know, I used to be big into these like little World War II like five minute cartoons about like different battles and oh, I scandals think I've that and channel. stuff like that. They uh they do Game of Thrones battles. Yeah, too. yeah. Yeah, I know it's like little pieces uh-huh. right now. Yeah. It's it's I don't know, like it's there's just so much stuff and like there's stuff for comedy and there's you know there's stuff on movies and there's you know, just all sorts of different you know, how to play cards, how to get better at something, you know, uh-huh. how to how to fix a car. You know, you and you can just pick up on everybody's different personalities for it and see all these different walks of life. It's so cool. It's so immersive. Yeah, absolutely. I you you kind of you basically hit on the head, but one of my favorite things is I love learning stuff on YouTube. Uh, whether it's if I edited it in something on Premiere, I look it up and I figure out how to do something new. Or it's like I learned Vox's videos. Mm-hmm. I learned about uh, why NFL Stadium 
use taxpayers' money, right? It's like little cool things, you know, you just feel more informed. And it's a nine-minute video, a six-minute video. How many of those can you really watch? Like, you can learn so much about anything. And, like, once again, there is something for everyone, right? Our YouTube channels of the week are always completely different things, right? Oh, Gas absolutely. station encounters compared to... I mean, come on! David Dobrik, or, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, and then I'm, Dr. Dobrik. I'm informed and entertained by everything. And it's, like, I also, a big thing about uh, YouTube I love, I love watching clips of movies. Oh, yeah. Just movie like, clips. It's so, it's so easy there. Like, if, you just, if you're just dying to watch a movie, but you're really dying to watch a one scene or something like that, boom, you type it in, it's there. You and know, it's your favorite scene. Five-minute video, ultra, ultra right. HD. Kind of hat cupcake scene pops up right away. Yeah, I mean, and I'm saying, too, like, hell, I learned to tie a tie in a minute and 28 seconds. And now he knows. And now I know. And another thing is, too, I feel like you retain so much information from YouTube because you're interested in it and you click on it. Like, you know, you learn something in class that you don't really care about. It's like, yeah, or mm -hmm. like, you know, somebody tells you something you're like, yeah, but you know, you're searching through your recommended and you're like, Oh, that, that seems cool. And you click on that. It's like, Oh, I'm totally into this video. Yeah. And if you don't, you just slide off of it. It's so simple. You, you seek out the information you want. And if you're not interested in the first minute next, and it's, it's cool to see the progression of YouTube. Like, like you said, what's the thing called YouTube, uh, rewind. the rewind, for the first four or five years of YouTube, it was all just people just putting stupid shit on. on Little sh brother falls downstairs. Shitty quality. Char right. Charlie bit my finger, you know. And then it turned into like little skits. And then you had like your first like YouTubers. And, and, and now it's just, you know, now people full-time jobs are YouTube. Mm -hmm. Like it's just so, it's so much bigger than that. Like you go from goddamn... What is it? The the DMV kid or whatever, whoever the or the light the Tron guy or whatever, or the, the lightsaber dude, like those OG videos. You know the guy pretending to be like Darth Maul, or whatever, and he's just swinging his little like broomstick around. No. <laughs> oh, you've seen it. I know. Was you it, is it you? Chocolate rain. Yeah, I know chocolate. Like that stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Charlie just, the unicorn. It's funny to see you go from goddamn Fred to Casey Nice. Absolutely. No, uh, two things. One, I, I do kind of like, old YouTube to me is hilarious. Like, oh, I miss it's it. like, so I'm, fucking funny. Like you have your old guys. I miss like the 10 hour videos like Rainbow Bunchy 10 hours, Epic Sax Guy 10 hours, uh -huh. Epic Meal Time, Ed Bassmaster. Those are my OG guys. But uh, I wrote about this in my uh, blog for my one class. I taught right about YouTube. Um, vloggers have become the new our version of reality TV. I used to like, like, reality TV was kind of entertaining on cable, but you couldn't pick who you watched. You had to watch Keep Up with the Kardashians, for example, right? Whether or not you were entertained, you didn't really seek them out. Vloggers and YouTubers have become this reality TV, and you seek out who you want to watch. Whether it's Casey Neistat, I know so much about his life. I know his family. I know his kids' names. I know his mom, uh, his wife's name, right? Like David Dobrik. You know his whole squad. Mm -hmm. Whether it's some makeup girl or whoever, everyone has Natalie. everyone has someone they follow. Seriously, like yeah. you can follow it, and you learn so much about them. You get invested in their. You life. live vicariously through them. And that's, Absolutely, I think that's why you see so many people trying to be vloggers now today. I mean, you, yeah. you even have us making a podcast, like right. to say that it's not inspiration from YouTubers and vloggers and. People that put podcasts on Spotify would be ludicrous to say. You know, you don't think this idea up overnight, and I just think you see so I, I you see so many people trying to vlog now. I, I can name four or five people I know at Ohio University alone, just in our little circle that vlog. You're looking at one. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, uh, yeah, make sure to subscribe at Daniel Arsenal. I haven't really launched my career yet. I've made a couple of videos, made two vlogs. Piss takes. Uh, piss takes. Yeah, uh, it's tough. It's tough, but it 
it's something that would be awesome. It's a dream job. Like, who wouldn't want to be a so-called YouTuber, right? Mm. Your job and what you make money goes back into what you're doing. It's not like mm. one big circle. Like, mm. it's me showing my life, me showing off my personality. Like, that's what it is. And if people enjoy your taste, which hopefully they do on this podcast, or our personality, that's the idea behind it. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to fu- you enjoy our preferences, our tastes, us, our personality. We'll be like that one guy, David Dobrik's vlog. You were watching it last night. Where he's like, I'm so famous. Dude, I am so cool. Please put this on your YouTube channel. Just put this. Will you tell me if you put this on your YouTube channel? Yeah. Here, at me. At me in your YouTube channel. And then Jason Nash is like, that would have been me if you didn't find, if we didn't become <laughs> friends. Uh, yeah, but uh, I love YouTube. I could spend hours on it. Same. It's the best thing ever. I'm learning about new things. I'm watching new things. I'm watching old things. I'm living through people's lives. I'm keeping up with people. Whatever it is, everyone, you just try out YouTube. If you don't have the YouTube app, that's that's my biggest pet peeve in the world. When people don't have a YouTube app on their phone. <sighs> like, I, you watch enough YouTube videos and it goes on Safari and it's like, oh my that's God. Like Rachel doesn't have that. No. Oh, it's so upsetting. Oh, like, it's... oh, I got to look up something really quick. Pull up her phone. I'm like, where's your YouTube app? She's like, I don't have it. You tell me I got to go to Safari. I got to type in YouTube. I got to click on that little tiny search bar. The top right corner, yeah. like, just shoot me. Just bring me behind the barn like old goddamn yeller. Put me down. I'm thinking more like Lenny. Let me look out. Oh, Let no. me look out in the sunset. No, don't tell him to look at the water. Stick, no. stick a bone back in my head. He didn't know what he was doing. He didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, uh, for those people who listen, I hope you kind of have a steady YouTube diet. But if you don't, give it a whack. Yeah. Listen to some of our channels of the week. I'm going to try them out. Try them out. If you don't like it, like we said, the video is four minutes. The video is six minutes. How much of your like? How much time do you spend on Instagram Explorer looking at food videos or something? Pinterest. Stupid? Sure, Pinterest. If you're on damn Pinterest, <laughs> go on YouTube instead. Yeah, no, YouTube's the place to be. It fully endorsed. Also Absolutely. sponsored by Ramble Media. <laughs> well, yeah, we are sponsored Spencer by Recreation. Yeah, Ramble Recreation. And we're sponsored by YouTube. And well, yeah, we are soon. Google, Google. <laughs> All right, you ready to move on? Sure. I was thinking about it. Five. Section five. Segment five. How many times are we going to say section? Five. Five dollar. Five dollar foot long. Sponsored by Michael Phelps. No, the guy at Subway used to touch kids. Jared. Jared from Subway. God damn it. The fat version. You tell me you get super rich off eating food from Subway and getting skinny as hell and then you just blow it all by watching child pornography on your goddamn monitor. What the fuck are you doing? What the... Was this guy... Was this guy in the Jeffrey Epstein? Yeah. <laughs> underage woman scandal? Was Jared from fucking Subway the ringleader hanging out with Billy... With William Clinton and goddamn Prince... Prince Henry or whatever? Prince Andrew? God damn it. Uh, no, like, imagine, like, everyone wants to be kind Free of, Subway for life. You want to be kind of famous, make money for a stupid reason. Imagine getting skinny from Subway, which, like, I don't get how that works. And then you you throw it all away. For goddamn child pornography. <laughs> Have some damn morals. All right. Uh, <laughs> screw $5 footlongs. We are not sponsored by yeah, Subway. Yeah, fuck that. We're, we're the $5 biggie bag from Wendy's. <laughs> St- steady, healthy college diet. Sponsored by Wendy's. <laughs> uh, all right. We're doing our uh, top three most beautiful movies. Um, Can I cut you off? Yeah, quick? go ahead. 
before we get into random this. story just popped yeah, into my ahead. head for anybody listening right now. I'm walking home from class this morning with my pal Josh Weathman, about to walk into the house, and we see this absolute. We li- little backstory: we live in Athens, Ohio. It's like the poorest county in Ohio. Like it's where we go to school. And there are some real crackheads, and we're about to walk into the house. We see this girl sprint out of the police station, probably like 32. She's wearing like ripped up sweatpants and a sweatshirt with a cigarette button in her hands. In this car, this white car with her, the back two windows just straight duct tape. Oh, I love those cars. Straight <laughs> duct tape, like broken bumpers, like a white 1998 Toyota Corolla. If they even made them back then, which I think they did. And she just starts sprinting after this car. And she goes, can I get a ride? Can I get a ride? I'm family. I'm family. Can I get a ride? And she starts dying laughing, like, just to herself. Like, just, ah, can I get a ride? I'm family. I'm family. Look at me. Gets up to the window, runs up to the driver's side, and starts opening the door. Door starts to open. Guy slams the door and just speeds through a red light. Just gets out of there. And this girl takes off in full sprint, waving her hands. Wait, wait. I'm family. I'm family. So yeah, that was the story. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, that's So that's sound. that's what I saw at ten fifteen in the morning. <laughs> Good morning, Athens. Good. Good morning, Vietnam. That's the R.I.P. the uh, late great Robin Williams. Absolutely. R.I.P. <laughs> what a crackhead fucking mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. The duct tape windows on fast. That's when you know what's going down. Uh, let's hope we never end up like that. All right, on the other spectrum of the world, top three most beautiful movies. Uh, when we say beautiful. That's subjective to us. What do you can? What makes a movie beautiful to you, uh, Hunter? You want to start off with your third, your number three? Yes, I kind of got like a little tie here, so I won't go into them both really. It's just kind of like two opposite sides of the spectrum, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first one is The Life of Pi, or for like number three, that's okay. one of them. I just think it's beautiful, like just the way it's made, and I I love how they filmed it. They literally just had like this body of water in the studio and, and put like a boat literally they, he was pie was on a boat mm-hmm. in, in the studio but i mean they just made it look so beautiful it was just so aesthetically pleasing and like the reflections on the water and the whole you know it's this goddamn bangle or whatever and pie just chilling on a boat like for days like so cool and it was just beautiful and all the shots i really loved it i, I thought it was just really pleasing to the eye mm-hmm. you know really gorgeous it's, it's, yeah and then the other one, which is like a little darker, I have The Revenant with Leonardo DiCaprio. That's funny. Like I, I know, but like... No, go ahead. I don't know. I just think they do it really... Like all the trees and the snow and the forest and like the wild animals, like that bear scene. And like they do these shots of them like sailing down the river like in between these like snowy mountains. And like I, I just think it's so cool. And you know, you they have like sunset scenes and like scenes like around the fire and the fire's like in the sky. Yeah. I, I just thought it was so cool. So I thought I've, it was so beautiful. I've never seen The Life of Pi, but Revenant, that's funny you actually said that. We talked about that in my sports cinematography class. Uh, cinematographer, his name is The Goat. I don't know his real name. Is it, was it Guillermo del Toro? Yeah, whatever his name is. Um, They call him The Goat, and he wins an uh, not an Oscar. Why Why do I? Why have I forgotten? We always do. Why? I, I couldn't tell I, you I, which one's which. never forget An Emmy? No, no, an Academy prim- Award. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, Emmys or TV? Primetime Emmys. Right. Um, anyway, he wins <laughs> an award for it. Uh, we're supposed to know what we're talking about. Uh, but he yeah, he wins it for his cinematography. And we talked about like what makes a movie timeless. Who Like Roger Deakins, who's doing the new movie 1917. Mm-hmm. Like, the way he films it makes it timeless. It's simple, basic shots, right? Uh, like the basis of it. And this guy... 
Revenant is very not timeless and my professor said in a couple years this movie like isn't gonna look the same it's it's a new cool trend where they did like super wide lenses up close so like you get Leo's face in the camera but you also get a lot away from him it's these super wide lenses up close and super different and obviously you liked it and it won an award so that's that's funny you said that interesting interesante alright my number three is uh, Mad Max Fury Road oh cool um Cool. Yeah, yeah wow. this, this movie. So to me, my three are beautiful all in a very different way. Um, this this movie is so cool. They do like almost all practical effects and like explosions. Oh yeah, I, and I it's like it. these car race scenes are sick with the sand kicking up yeah, oh, yeah. and all these action scenes are really well done and really beautiful. And like just in general, the movie's got that like it's just got that look to it. Um, it really feels like some post apocalyptic world, which it is. Um, but they kill it with like the just um, it's more about the uh, how post-apocalyptic it looks uh-huh. with the effects on it uh-huh. uh they really kill the whole movie like you feel like you, it feels real you it, feel like you're real. riding in the car with Absolutely. them and you can't forget about the blind dude hanging from like yeah. <laughs> hanging from like these bungee cords shredding a guitar with a flamethrower <laughs> i didn't understand the movie at first i really did have you not seen the originals no with mel gibson uh, but after i watched it i researched a little and watched it again and i i got it like i was just like kind of waiting for something because i didn't know what was going on it just mm-hmm. didn't make sense but i it, it's a really beautiful movie to look tom at. hardy yeah tom hardy cool. and uh Who's a girl actor? Don't worry about it. Go. You can do your number two. You want to look it up for me? It's not on my mind. It's not Lena Headley, is it? No, it's not Lena Headley. Um, okay, the second one. I have The Great Gatsby. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, old sport. Toby. Yeah, old sport. Uh, Toby Maguire. I just really thought this movie was beautiful. Like that old 1920 era shindig going on and like the beautiful parties and like the synchronized dancing like a little party never killed nobody and like there's just all these fountains and like sparkling lights and it was just so beautiful and like the scene i don't i don't know man i just i just thought it was really really well done and i haven't seen it in a couple of years but the second you said you know think of beautiful movies it just sticks out to me like it's very it just feels very old school but it feels very modern mm-hmm. i think they do a really really good job of setting the stage, making it feel real, you know? I like but, that movie a lot. But, like, also, it's, like, a little fantasy. Like, it's it's kind of fantasy. It's just so sparkly and Absolutely. lit up. And I, I, I can tell you, I don't think any millionaire was having a party in the 1920s that looked like that. But no. I think that's what makes it so cool. It was like painting this picture of the grass is greener on the other side, you mm-hmm. know? You just got this guy. I think he was a writer sent to cover, like, gather, set to interview him, and he's just like, whoa. Like, this is what it's like to be... A millionaire bachelor, like living in the Hamptons. Yep. Yeah, he moves in right next to him. It's like he hears the stories, but it's I I like what you're saying. It's the it's so grand. Yeah. So yeah. there's so there's so much splendor to it. Uh-huh. It just pops. But it feels real. But it feels. But it looks fake. Yes. It, it, it looks real, but it feels fake. Yes. It's yes. like so fantasized. But like if it if it were to be true, that's what it would look like, with the champagne glass and the fireworks. Like it reminds me of like too and like you're kind of drunk and you hear a song that comes on and you're like that song's awesome and then you listen to it again you're like eh <laughs> or like the first time you go to like a huge party you're like that shit was crazy and you go next year and it's the same thing and it's like oh like it was cool like I remember it so much better the first time like the first time I was there like I feel like that's what Tobey Maguire is seeing when he goes like that's I think that's what they're trying to show you like 
this middle lower class guy going to this splendorous party and he walks in and he's like whoa and then by the end of the movie he's like this is just fucked up yeah, like mo- there's just so many problems that movie is beautiful in its own mm-hmm. way uh, the actress in Mad Max Fury Road is Charlize Theron yes um, Snow White and the Huntsman mm-hmm. uh, are, you, are you done? yeah uh, was she the main character in um, Ex Machima? Mach- Machima? Machina? Machina? I don't think I do not think so okay um, all right. My number two is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Ah, uh, Cliff Booth. Yeah. This is a newer one. Uh, to me, this movie is so beautiful because I've never seen a movie that uh, really puts you in the place it's at. Like, it, Tarantino really built Hollywood in the late 60s. Mm-hmm. He really built those streets with those lights. And to me... It was the most aesthetically pleasing movie I've ever watched. Like I never felt so. Um, Im- okay. Yep. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like mumble like that. It just got our audio just got cut off. But we're back. Um, I've never seen such like an aesthetically pleasing movie that really puts you in there. Um, super practical. Built all this. The actors and actresses. Robbie Tarantino, not Tarantino. Um, Leo and uh brad pitt all put you in this movie mm-hmm. and like the lights the music the cars oh yeah it's just so you feel, you feel like you're in the 60s you know? yes oh it's like, hollywood it's, like, it's old hollywood transforming into new hollywood you know it, it feels so real and like tarantino's movies so always good. look good like he always makes them look good but like this movie was so much more than camera work or cinematography it mm-hmm. was like the practical set and uh, i i was just like in awe with my eyes like it was really visually pleasing i would call it beautiful number two once upon a time in hollywood right on all right hey uh my number one i have wes anderson's the grand budapest hotel uh, the color palette. I love it, especially ever since you pointed out like the whole color palette thing. I think it is so cool. Like you're just in this old school, like Eastern European country city area, like Zarkovia or whatever it's called, and I just think it's so beautiful. Like you're in these old grand like built in the 18th century manners and you're in this hotel in the Swiss Alps and just all the colors and like the old school technology, like the, like the little elevators where you like pull on the little lever and it's going up and down. And I don't know. I just think it is. I I think that is one of the definitions of aesthetically pleasing. I think it just all, it all brings your eyes to the screen. I think it's so well done. And I mean, the acting too, I mean, that helps in the story and the plot, but I think just overall, all the color contrasts and the different shots they do are so unique and so pretty. You really like like the uh, what they built, like mm-hmm. the um, the uh, set. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what you re- like. That's what's kind of beautiful about like the hotel itself. Well, I mean, they, they have like shots like no, this, I know, yeah. but you, like that's what helps it. Yeah. Oh my it. god. Yeah. So I fell asleep when we watched this movie. Yes, you did. I would like to like twenty it. minutes in. Yeah, but uh, I noticed right now it's like that color scheme, the color palette of the film is like super. Super pleasing. vibrant, it was yeah, just gorgeous. Just like everything really stuck out. It's cool. It's and good it was unique. One. You know, it was a Wes Anderson film, like quirky but like serious and pretty funny. Like I, I was laughing pretty hard during that whole film. But I, I think it's beautiful. I think it's just gorgeous. I think it's a well, 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 well produced film. Cool, cool. Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah, Wes Anderson. Um, so like I said, all three of mine are very different from Mad Max to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and my number one is. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh. Um, just came out. Sure. All my movies are relatively new. Uh, 
but this movie is the first movie to like they use I know they used a ton of animators on it I watched a video but the way it was animated was like a comic book style with almost looked 2D and with like it got like a drag effect so like it didn't feel super real but it's like if a comic book got animated this is what it would look like this is what it was look like the colors were super bright once again animation style the fact that it looked like a comic book you could kind of like it was fuzzy in the background it was background. granular like yes. it was like you could see the little dots on their face like it looked like like a comic book yeah and but it looked so good like that's technology right like all animated movies as beautiful as they can get as real as they can get they all look the same right they're all they all look the same this was the first time ever that like they actually utilized that technology to be creative and do something different and they did and they killed it they killed it and they had that uh and they have like that total comic book move where like someone falls off a building or like gets punched and it's like pow yeah. or like ah mm-hmm. it was funny it was funny. It was very. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I would agree with you. It was. It was very beautiful in its own way. I loved it, and I also loved the movie. Yeah, true. Great plot. Cool. Cool idea. It was, it was awesome. I they, they hit everything on the nose. Absolutely. Um, that wraps it up for top three most beautiful movies. That's kind of a fun little segment. I why I very much enjoyed that. It was yeah. indeed. It was indeed a very good segment. All three of my movies, I uh, big fans of. I Mad Max. I'd. That's probably my least favorite out of the three, but I probably gotta go into the Spider Verse favorite movie, Once Upon a Time Two, Mad Max Three, just reverse order. You buy it all three? Yeah, Mad Max is close, but I'll give it a buy, just because of how like how cool it really is. Mine, I'm gonna go favorite wise, Revenant, Budapest Hotel, um, The Great Gatsby, and then The Life of Pi. I've mm-hmm. only seen The Life of Pi two times, I think. It, it's just one of the, it's kind of so slow where it's like you it's know it's a, beautiful the first time yeah. you see it then the second time it's like oh and then it's just kind of like eh. it's like an award winner film that's boring yeah right? so I'll buy the first three I'll buy the first two I'll rent the Gatsby I'll rent the Life of Pi well, come on I'll sport maybe I'll buy it I'm nah, on the fringe it, no Gatsby I can... red boxed it for three weeks how about that <laughs> that's a rent <laughs> that's literally a rent Gatsby's a, Gatsby's like a top tier rent that's fair okay it's a rent for me too it's top maybe you're blockbuster and like you're paying the late fees because you're thinking about popping it in your VHS next week. Yeah. Let's start running VHS in here. I love the days where Netflix would send you DVDs. That's where I. That's when my family got on the train. We had Netflix on the... I think it was before they even put it on the Wii. We'd, just, we'd go on Netflix online. I just remember, like, I'd always want to watch these movies. My mom would be like, well, see if it's on Netflix. would be like, yes! Get to me in two to three business days. I'd have a week to watch it and send it back. Like, come on. That's huge. I... I think I don't know if we talked about this, but I started me. I started watching Netflix on the Wii. Happy Tree Friends. Me and you have definitely talked about yes, that. Yes, we like have. I also original. watched Happy Tree. First two shows I ever watched on the Wii: Happy Tree Friends and Avatar: The Last Airbender. That's funny. I loved Happy Tree Friends back in the day. I'd be like all your boys in the basement after playing games or ping pong, and you're like, all right, I'll throw it on the Wii, and you put on Happy Tree Friends. And everyone like, just watching, like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh my god. Was it the moose who died every time? Uh, I mean, there was no like one of them died every time. Is that big goofy moose? I'm pretty sure you might be right. About, well, I feel like there's episodes. There's episodes where he lived, where like he started the whole catastrophe. I, I you could be right. Could right. Be, it's been, been a. Maybe we should. I'm gonna watch Happy True Friends tonight. That's a fact. Um, it's been a while. All right, that uh just about wraps it up for our episode. Um, surprisingly, I've really enjoyed this episode. Yeah. If you listen, I felt like this was one of my favorites we've ever yeah. done. I feel like we really got deep into it. Yeah. You know, some good, some good viewpoints. Obviously, comment below if you agree. Yeah, of course. Uh, Mom, Timothy Thomas, yeah, Rachel Kiefer, Thomas. 
All right, Hunter, give it. All right, let me let me get a live video of Hunter doing the death sticks impression. All right, Hunter, kick it. Ah, Obi Wan. Hello, dicks. Oh, death sticks impression. Oh, tell me when you're ready. Oh, I'm ready. You want to buy some death sticks? You don't. Or fuck, can we restart that. Here <laughs> right, you want to buy some death sticks? I don't want to buy death sticks. You don't want to buy some death sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life. I want to go home and rethink my life. <laughs> Attack of the clones. There Attack we go. Attack of the clones. There we go. In the cantina. <laughs> On the bottom levels of Coruscant. Scum and villainy. <laughs> Never has there been a place of more scum and villainy. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, I have to look something up. You tell me. What your favorite part about Attack of Clones is? Three, two, one, go. Oh, uh, the Battle of Geonosis. Oh, um, I I just think it is as a fan of the old school Star Wars, especially if you were growing up with it. Even though I'm biased to that because I didn't grow up with it, I think your whole your whole life, you know, after watching the first three, you always want to see Jedi's at their full power because you hear all about the old Republic with all these Jedi's and lightsabers and battles and all these great events that happen. And in the Geonosis Stadium, you just get like 60, 70 something odd Jedi, like all in this huge line. Felt like a medieval battle. Get all these Jedi's with all their lightsabers sprinting into like this huge army of droids, and it is just anarchy. I think it is so cool. Like when Mace Windu confronts Dooku, and you just see all the Jedi's turn on your lightsabers, you just go, it's fucking go time. And then obviously you get like the clone army swoop in, and it's just mayhem. Like Viceroy's like, when did the clones get an army? It's just fucking, fucking bananas. Right. This is not possible. I just had to look up a quote um, to end off the podcast. Um, so you were using me? Oh, yeah. And it worked because I knew you would talk about prequels like it's your life. Okay. All right. Uh, here we go. You think left and think right and think low and think high. Oh, the thinks you can think up only if you try. Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss. Oh, money. I just read a book of his over Thanksgiving break. It's a good quote. Um, a good quote. I will sign off. Thank you. Actually, if actually if you do listen, thank you. Um, we keep grinding. We're still grinding. Mm-hmm. We just started, and we're only going to get better. So, uh, thanks to all those listeners. I'm Danny the Wine Man, and drip drip. I'm signing off. Uh, definition of started from the bottom, and soon we'll be here. After we get famous and start handing out free cars to people, so listen to this podcast if you like it. If you don't, still listen to this podcast. Hunter the Entertainer signing off. And as always, you can't eat your pudding unless you eat your meat. Bonus content. Um, This is the uh, second person uh, during this podcast to text me about the podcast. This is my cousin, Eric. Um, Eric, shout out, Eric. I feel like it's like the end of VeggieTales when... They get the little thing, like Bob the Tomatoes, like, and here's an email from, like, John3740 <laughs> from Wichita. Yeah. All right. Uh, Eric says, <laughs> and Eric says, you've probably heard of it, but I would really I would really recommend The Man in the High Castle. It is such oh. a great show based upon what America would be like if Germany won World War II. Yes. I feel like it fits nicely based on your other shows you talk about. I'm in for that. I, I watched the first episode when I was home over the summer, and I just never got into it because I don't have Amazon on my Xbox just because I'm too lazy to install it. But I've heard great things about the show, and I'm pretty sure the last season's coming out right now. All right, we should watch it. Uh, Eric, you got it. Thanks, Eric. Is this your mom's side or your dad's side? Mom's side. Thanks, Eric. Happy Hanukkah. Eric also gave us a a great idea for a Ramble shirt. What was it? It's called Abstract Ramble. And then 
We can't just sign off and talk so much. Yeah, well, we I'm saying continue right now, but we can. Double it was more it. of a joke, but absolutely. Continue. Well, we 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 got a guest email from Eric <laughs> from Wichita. <laughs> he said Rambo Abstract Edition, a tri- and then this is what he wants on the back of the shirt: a trip so great it can only be produced from one's mind. Bum bum. That was scenic. And thank you and for the way listening. you said bum bum. It reminded me of like the Law and Order SVU beginning. Bum bum. Dun 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 dun. But anyways, yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. No, thank you.